All right, so Ange from Ampere Business Solutions joined the Down to Business podcast today. And one thing that truly impressed me about her was just the range and versatility that she has. So she's worked with a host of different clients, all different types of industries, but you know, nonetheless, that really just goes to show her skill set, her knowledge base, just truly the work that she puts in when it comes to, you know, helping you and helping you elevate your craft. So she recognizes that, you know, a lot of her clients have great potential. They may just, you know, need some extra steps, need some extra resources to really plug in and really get where they're going. So we talked a lot about that. We talked even she broke down some of her goals that she's looking forward to in her business. And after celebrating a year, what's really next on the docket and the horizon for Ampere Business Solutions. So without further ado, enjoy episode 103 with problems come solutions. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. I'm very, very, very excited to be sitting down with Ange today. Definitely somebody whose content I've been watching for quite some time, somebody who's been doing some great things, even amidst the pandemic and just with everything going on. Y'all know I, I say it often when people have asked me how I'm doing lately. Life has been life. and You know, if, if it can happen, if it can go wrong, if, if they can throw a monkey wrench in the plans, it will certainly happen. But you know, that that, that hasn't stopped her goals. That hasn't stopped um, her assistance and everything that she's been able to do. But I'm really excited just because I feel like a lot of what she does, a lot of what she promotes and a lot of what she offers can definitely be of use to almost everybody listening to this episode in some capacity. So definitely encouraging y'all to tap in with her, learn a little bit more. I'm sure that she will has no problem making herself a resource and opening herself up and, and not only teaching you more, but helping you how she could. So somebody who definitely, I love, 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 love when people are proud of pressure to me. I love when, you know, because sometimes I miss things. Sometimes I'm watching you. Sometimes I'm liking the content I'm following. I'm subscribed, but I won't say anything. And it's just, it's not even because like, you know, I don't have a reason. It's really just, you know, I'm, I just enjoy it sometimes being that a lot of times I get caught up between both my personal page and the podcast page. I just miss things. I try to show as much love as I can. I try to repost as many people as I can. But Andrew was somebody who really took it to professional. I got a very nice, <laughs> nice subject line, all of that, you know, and, and she was very true in the subject line saying we've been overdue for a proper introduction. And just in that from there, here we are. So obviously, you know, we were able to politic, get, get to know one another a little bit more, but I'm definitely excited just to be sitting down with her because like I said, she does some great things and anybody who can, you know, in a sense, I tell people all the time, like, shoot that business shot, make it happen, do whatever you got to do. I feel like she did that in this case. And you know, a lot of times that has really been a benefit to me. So I'm always going to be an advocate for that. So Ange, how you doing today? How's everything? Oh, I am doing well, doing very, very well today. Coming off, you know, a good restful weekend with some family and some friends. So very, very excited to be here. Um, so glad that you're having me here for sure. Oh, absolutely. Anybody who, you know, wants to be a part of the vision, wants to be a part of the platform in any capacity, I'm a, I'll be remiss to not add you. So for the people out there, you know, I know that we are going to have a host of different people, some people from my side, people from your side, and then we'll have some in between, you know, who um, will just be hearing about the episode, whatever the case may be. Can you one, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then can you two just tell us what brings you on down to business podcast today? For sure, for sure. So if you don't know who I am, I am Anjanae Ferguson. I am the founder and president of Ampere Business Solutions. Um, I help purpose-driven business owners, so anybody who identifies as being spirit-led or serving others. I help them work less and make more money using systems and automation. So I think I've come from a background of people working in nonprofit, a background of people working for churches, working for um, spirit-led schools, things like that. And the people in those spaces are always or almost always burnt out. 
They are almost always working 24-7 because they know that what they're doing is bigger than them and greater than them. But trying to bring everybody back to say, like, just because you're doing something powerful doesn't mean you have to be doing it from chaos. You know, there are ways that we can move with intention, ways that we can plan ahead and adapt pieces of business models to run nonprofits with that same big business energy. Right. So what I do is I help people identify the steps that they need to take to move with intention, to bring peace and to bring cash into their business with ease. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people think that being a nonprofit, um, doing Christian work, being a kingdom leader, you have to sacrifice your dollars for divineness. But I am not one of those people, right? I believe that you can have it all. You can serve and you can make money. You can serve and you can profit. Um, So I'm just here trying to help other people find that experience as well. Um, Now, coming here on Down to Business Podcast, I have been a fan since, I I believe you found me, but you were one of those people who, as soon as I started my page, it was like over a year ago at this point, you were liking and following, you were, you know, shouting me out in lives, you were talking to me, always being that interactive person, and it was always on my radar when I really start doing this podcast thing, that's somewhere I have to be, because you've been showing me love from day one, and it's only right that I show love right back. Right. So I'm so excited to be here. So excited for our communities to become one and just help each other grow and get bigger as much as we can. I can always appreciate genuine reciprocity. So, no, you know, like I said, when I notice people are doing great things and when I notice that they're helping others, especially within the niche that you are specifically, man, it it honestly just brought back some memories for me. So something that you were talking about where you know, people are stretching dollars and people are, you know, doing it from a good heart was my church summer camp. And just how, you know, a lot of times that had the finances really been there, had, you know, they not been even looking out for people or just not really worried about, you know, really just like you said, the work, the work mm-hmm. itself. As long as the kids are having a good time, as long as the people are coming, we can figure out the finances, we can figure out the monetary later and everything like that. But it also makes you think too, that with adopting that mindset, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that, you know, you have to add a little bit more. You you definitely will be working more. The hours will be longer. The days will be longer. You'll have to figure things out. You'll have to even sacrifice a, a big word, you know, and especially something that now that I look at my pastor, now that I look at the counselor, now that I look at the leadership, he was doing all that. They made a lot of sacrifices and to really see them, you know, from years, years, years ago into now where they are now, I definitely think that is well-deserving. Now they've kind of, they've been able to broadcast, they have a camera crew, they have crews set up and everything like that. And Sundays are looking really nice. So even from the campsite to the church side, a lot of things translated over, but it also just goes to show you that, you know, a lot of people are out here doing very great things, very great things, even with the lack of resources, with the lack of finances and everything, just because, you know, of the difference and the impact that it's having. So I love that, you know, you've involved yourself in that because I feel like that that's a skill set in itself. Everybody may know that, look, there's an easier way to do this. There could be a smarter way to do this, but sometimes you just don't know how or where or how to start, or you can lay out a plan, but if you don't implement it or if you don't have the right you know, team around you or different people, it can kind of go null and void type thing. So would you say that your upbringing, your background, kind of what you were involved in, what you were exposed to growing up really kind of propelled you into this space or what was the reason why you really wanted to specifically help these types of businesses and organizations? I will definitely say my upbringing had a a role in it. Um, I come from very strong families on both sides of my family, both very, very active in the church, but also both very active in the community. So on my dad's side, both of my grandparents were 
just very, very active in the church. My grandmother was a ministry leader. My grandfather was a trustee for like 35 years and watching them go to work every day, pick us up from school, take us to church sometimes to make sure that we were doing the work, even into their 70s and 80s, right? 90s from my grandfather's uh, story. It's, it's just being around people who are so dedicated to getting the work done by any means, right? My grandmother on my mom's side was a <laughs> born in the 1920s, a black woman from Mississippi, went to college, got a degree, became one of the highest ranking seamstress for the government in the country and worked her way from some small town in Laurel, Mississippi, all the way up to literally the White House where she got to sign paperwork certifying that the uniforms that were going overseas were to order on two code, right? So just from these powerful, strong people, my grandfather on my mom's side was a police officer in the neighborhood and was one of those cops that knew every single person on his beat. He went into every single uh, establishment, got to know every single shop owner, and what they instilled in me and my parents and all of my cousins and brothers and sisters around me was that you get the work done. And I watched them work. My grandmother is still active in the church and she's 86 years old. So watching them work so hard for literally double my lifetime, watching the impact that they had with no resources, right? So my grandmother and my mother's side, came from Laura, Mississippi. My grandmother on my father's side came from, uh, she came from Virginia. So it was like, they both went to college. They both made it by any means as black women in the South in the twenties. So if they could do it, if they can have this great impact on the city of Philadelphia, on the nation with no resources, how much farther can my generation go with all of the resources that are available to us? Um, I think their work ethic has definitely been ingrained in me, but trying to find a way to have that same impact without sacrificing all of those hours, without, you know, having to choose between family and faith, without having to choose, because at this point with the resources and the tools that we have, we can do both without burning ourselves out. So wanted to extend that reach, wanted to take everything that I've learned and then being in a sorority on top of that. Um, just really, really ingrained everything in me that we have so much capacity, so much uh, impact to reach the world and just trying to do as much as I can to get there. It's just always so interesting to hear the backgrounds and the upbringing, the experiences, the motivations um, behind a lot of uh, why a lot of these business owners, entrepreneurs, people like yourself get into, you know, their field, their craft. It's, it's always so, but you know, it's never it's never far off. Like you right. said, growing up like that, seeing that coming to that realization. Yes, it would definitely want to propel me as well. It's something about grandparents just being in the church. I, I, I would say that, you know, my grandmother, she was a treasurer. My grandfather, he was the organ player. Sometimes he played the drums. He would just fill in wherever. And now my uncle actually sings in the choir and things like that. So it's just like, it's so interesting just to see that dynamic and how that, you know, will shape a lot of you're growing up, your experiences, what you kind of think, how you want to be. But it's also kind of, it's very impressive to me and amazing that you decided to step in there and help because, you know, a lot of times we can look at certain situations. We can look at certain things, especially things that were involved in church, admit that certain things need work or wow, that, you know, I would change that or I would do this. But a lot of times it's just talk or it's, it's we only, we keep ourselves at a certain distance. But the fact that you're hitting the ground running, you know, that you're, you're really in the trenches kind of doing that work and making sure that, you know, people are really capitalizing 
on these resources and what they have available, that's amazing because a lot of times, like you said, what what they didn't have back then, we have tenfold right now, but they would never know that social media is so prevalent. Now certain things like I watch, I watch people from older generations, like my grandparents' generation and, and higher use technology. Now it's, just, it's funny sometimes. <laughs> wow. Like, you know, sorry, I was actually at graduation with my grandma and she recently got a new phone. So all touch got the flip case and everything like that. And she looked at me and said, all right, now, it's not Apple, but I'm working my way up. <laughs> I had to laugh about that, but I'm also like, Dag, my grandma is really using a smartphone right now, like taking pictures. And I, me and my grandma text regularly. And that was, to me, she using emojis. She doing all that. <laughs> grandma got it. Come on, grandma hit. But it's so interesting to see that transition sometimes about how, like I said, growing up and just what they kind of were exposed to or what they just had readily available it's nowhere near what we had now. So just amazing to see kind of that translation, that adaptation, that evolution of it all. But nonetheless, so you said, okay, got that page up and running about a year ago. Mm -hmm. So how long have you really been doing this? How long would you say you've been kind of a certified business owner? How long have you been really helping people out? Did you kind of start unofficial and then brand yourself? What was that journey like to really get where we are right now? Yeah, so (laughs) I have been a side hustler for a long time. Um, I went to school for advertising for undergrad and for grad school, I went for strategic communications. And throughout my entire time in college and in grad school, I was freelancing. So I was freelance doing operations, freelance doing marketing for people, um, freelance doing copywriting, just all of these things on the back end. So I learned how to serve a, a person, learned how to serve my clientele, you know, starting 2016, 20, 2013, really, because it was right when I got to college. Um, coming out of college and my gap time between graduating and finding a job, my source of income was my side hustle was freelancing. So at that point in time, I was full-time freelancing then. I got a job, ended up doing all of these things, working for companies for five or six years. And then in the process, still found myself working with nonprofits on the side. Every project I had to do in grad school was some kind of marketing plan for a nonprofit. Every single time that I had to do something within my job, I worked for a Christian university. So like our national or our, our annual fundraising day, I ended up doing the the marketing plan and all of the things behind that. Ended up getting uh, taking the lead on a lot of projects within my full-time job and translating what I was learning in my full-time job into the side hustle. So how long I've been doing this, I've been doing it for eight years at this point didn't take the leap to actually doing it as a full-time entrepreneur until last year. So I got the call, I got the the idea, the inclination, the the idea to leave probably two or three years ago and was dragging my feet. And then as the pandemic hit, things started picking up at work, things started going in a direction that I really didn't see myself going. I had to have a conversation like, am I going to stay in this comfortable, cushy nine to five job? Or am I going to take that leap and really walk in my purpose and do what no, do what I know I'm called to do? So a series of wild events at my nine to five led me to actually leaving and stepping full time into the business. So I've been a certified business owner with the LLC, with the paperwork for a year now. We just celebrated our one year at the beginning of June. Um, but you know, the, the experience, the years of experience go back at least eight years. Well, congratulations on a one year anniversary. That's oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. But you, you really spoke to the process. And I think that there is some lessons in there, but there's really some beauty in that. It's mm-hmm. the lessons are 
it's okay to, you know, everybody has a different timeline. There is no, you know, we've talked to, I've talked to a host of different people who some people, it took a while. They've been in their craft 10 plus years, 15 plus years, 20 plus years. Some people who just got frustrated, couldn't secure things within the first couple of years, but didn't, you know, let that stop them. Some people who've gone out of business, some people who still have not gone into business. That's Mm -hmm. really the beauty of it all. The fact that, you know, you can kind of get on here and say that you've been doing this for eight years, but it wasn't until the last year or so that you really said, okay, you know what, let me get on this. That you can admit you were dragging your feet, that you can admit that, hey, you you had that you had to weigh some things out. You had to think about some pros and some cons. Do I want to stay with this nine to five guarantee? You know, I'm here. But at any point, one, I'm expendable and anything could just mm-hmm. like hell could just break loose. Or two, this is what I love. This is really what I'm passionate about. I've been doing this for quite some time now, I have quite the experience, quite the expertise. I really just need to take that leap. It's hard. You know, a lot of times we think about our passions, we think about our crafts, everything like that. It's we are definitely that generation to just get up and do it, just make it happen. Just, you know, no questions asked. But we also have seen how that can be a downfall, how that can, you know, not work out in ourselves, how we can put all of our eggs in one basket and we drop that basket. All the eggs just like that, you know, are gone. So the fact that, you know, in a sense, the, the process, the journey, it worked out the way that it should. Eight years. That was not by mistake. That was not, you know. This was to gear up for the one year anniversary, for the mm-hmm. five year anniversary, for the 10 year anniversary, to be able to help so many different businesses and nonprofit organizations and everything like that. It takes that. It takes still having that nine to five until you really get where you are. You know what I mean? Because I, I think about that with the podcast. I think about how some people thought I was a full time podcast. I think right. about how many times I wanted to be a full time podcaster, but was I in the monetization space for that? No. A lot of times the, the biggest thing was why I decided to work at Target, why I decided to go to Amazon was because I needed money. Whereas I, I want to travel and do events. I want to bring people on. I want to, you know, get different equipment, travel different places, all of that. I, I can't do that just, you know, if I'm not, if I'm barely making enough to make ends meet. And then on top of it, I still have life because I told y'all life, life hits yeah. as a business owner, entrepreneur, you know. So the fact that we had to do that, but at, at the same time too, everybody has that breaking point where you just come to that realization. I was unhappy at Target. I was working in the electronics department. It just was what it was. I, I recognized that before the pandemic, they were paying us. $13. They paid us 13 through the pandemic, increased it a little bit, said, okay, after a certain point, we're going to stop it. And then they made it permanent. So it let me know that this whole time y'all could have paid us really 15 mm-hmm. and that could have been cool. It was what it was. Couldn't work over 40 hours a week. Couldn't get overtime. So I was just like, wow, this is not for me. Go to a job now in Amazon in Florida. I'm just like, okay, we can get overtime now. I make kind of my own schedule. I'm we're only working four days. I'm off three days. But then I just became unhappy. They recognize that, you know, when you're a good driver, when you're a good worker, a lot of the BS begins to fall on you or you have to kind of work a little bit harder to save mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. I love the job territory. Shout out to my roommate because he still put me in position. So big shout out to my boy, Trey. But, he know, we had a lot of discussions about this. You know how at certain points when you're just not happy, it doesn't matter, you know, how good you have it or how well they're treating you. If you're just if you wake up every day and you're just dreading it, eventually you're going to hit that breaking point. And that's what it was for me. I had to realize that, you know, this is not where I want to be. I still do need a job. I still do need finances and a way to support myself monetarily, but it can't be here. So leaving Amazon and now coming to the job that I'm at now where we work, man, it was a night and day difference. It was something that, you know, I look back on and I'm very happy about. But I also know that while this can work to my benefit, eventually I still do want to move into that full time space. In order to do that, I, I need to be setting myself up, like you said, that that whether it takes that five years, eight years, mm-hmm. 10 years, 11 years, if this is really something that you dedicate yourself to, that you love, that you're passionate about, that you recognize, you know what you're doing. Because honestly, I, I look at the content, 
you know what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. As you make it happen, you know. So the fact that you can do that, that's amazing. So now I hear the nonprofit organizations. I hear the businesses. I hear Philadelphia. I hear all of that. For which you can disclose, who have you worked with so far? Who have you kind of been able to assist? And then I would also ask too. So when you're, yeah, kind of a two-part question. Mm-hmm. When you're working with these businesses and organizations and things like that, for which you can disclose, are you guys kind of on like a contract, like a timeline basis? Are you kind of saying, hey, we're going to yield these results mm-hmm. at this amount of time for that we do follow-ups and everything like that? Is it kind of just like a one-time thing? Does it really depend on the need? How does how does kind of that work for you? Like, what is that process? Yeah, so I won't, I won't disclose businesses. I'll let my clients, if y'all want to be hype and shout yourselves out in the comments, go ahead and do that. But I will give you the kinds of industries and then break it down. So um, I started off when I started off working in advertising when I was working for, you know, my first company, we were a boutique agency. We worked with everybody. And I was kind of the lead on when everything for digital, I was a, a brand manager. So I was everything from digital marketing to, to running social media campaigns, to rebranding, all of these different things, right? From there to now, I've worked with so many different kinds of companies. So I think when I started out my career, I've worked with public speakers. I've worked with uh, recovery and health centers. I've worked with um, (laughs) gastric bypass doctors. I've worked with the government. I've worked with uh, education. I've worked with like Italian food markets, discount liquor stores, churches, you name it. Some strip clubs at one point too. Like you name it, I've done it. And I knew I started, I needed to hone in on who I really wanted to serve when I was doing marketing for the strip club and the church on the same day. Had to get myself, had to gather myself up a little bit together, but really understanding like, okay, on one end, I'm serving this community that's not, I mean, you could say they're added to the community in one way, but I knew that wasn't my calling. That wasn't my lane. So I had to find my lane and knowing who I was, like we talked about what I was grounded in, ended up serving in this nonprofit space, but not necessarily nonprofit. I like to say it's people who help people. So if you are a service provider, if you are a a product-based business, but you do something that enhances the lives of others, anybody who has an impact on the life of anybody else, that's my ideal client. And then when it comes to working together, I have a number of different packages. So I start off with VIP days. So it is a one-on-one day where you choose what you want me to do in your business. So you want me to set up your systems? Do you want to plan out a project? Um, what do you want me to help you do in your business? It is a full day of work. We get done as much as we can get done in one day. I also have retainer packages. So if you know that you know you have 14 systems, well, I don't recommend having 14 systems, but if you know you have multiple systems that you need built out, you need them out built out at a larger scale, I have what I call order your steps packages because we move with intention and we move with ordered steps. Um, and they are longer term retainers that are a list of things to get done. And once we finish the deliverables, then the work is done versus a, a timed, a set of time, right? I also offer one-on-one coaching. So if you are a person that is just getting started in business, you need help figuring out how you're going to monetize. You need help figuring out uh, what are the first, very first systems you need to put in place. You need somebody to just hold you accountable for doing the work. I offer uh, one-on-one coaching for that as well. So it really depends on what the business is, what stage they are in their process. So if they're brand new or if they're a seasoned vet, um, and then what level of work they need done within their business that gets done. 
I like that breakdown. I like that a lot. So I hear such, I hear such versatility here. I hear from the gastric bypass to the <laughs> high food markets to the to the strip clubs. I got to throw that in there. So <laughs> with such a with such a range and such a variety of clients, how has that? How has that shaped, you know, your knowledge base? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, with each client, with each, obviously there are some who you kind of have a better idea with. You kind of know where to work. The systems are a little bit easier. To, it's almost like a plug and play. The consultations can be a little bit easier. But for those industries that you may not be as versed on or for those people who come to you with certain problems where it's not like a surface level thing, how has that really impacted, you know, your process, the work that you've had to put in in order to ensure they're yielding the best results? Yeah, so... To answer your question plainly, business is business, right? No matter what industry you're in, no matter what what kind of person you're serving, if you're selling services or if you're selling products, you're still going to have a clientele base. You're still going to have profit and loss. You're still going to have day-to-day operations that you need to manage in order to make your ends meet, right? So the back-end processes of every business, though it might be a different scale, they're all pretty much the same. You have to figure out how you're getting your tasks organized. You have to figure out how you're getting your manpower organized. And you have to make sure that everything is not just in your head. And that's what I help people do. So it, it seems like all of these different places might have, you know, they might have different kinds of systems, but it's always going to be the same, the same kinds of structures, right? So I said that a little bit confusing. Let me go back. It's always going to be the same kind of work. It might be different names of systems, but they're all pretty much going to do the same thing. You still need to manage your traffic, manage your people, manage your tasks. So I think understanding that I start off every um, project with a consultation to figure out where you are. Do you have any systems in place? Do you have any, do you have Google Drive? Like certain things that is levels to this, but people really psych themselves out. Like Google Drive is a tool that people aren't using. I have had to scan physical spreadsheets into computers to get people out of their binders and into a software. So it's like understanding, like I, <laughs> I'll never forget. I worked with one client, he was an electrician and he asked me to help him get organized. He asked me to do all of this stuff. And he came into me, he came in with a Rolodex and he said, I need my receipts and I need my contacts put into this. And I was like, I, I haven't seen a Rolodex since I was maybe six. But we're going to make it work. And we made it work for him. So understanding that, you know, you're going to get people in different ends of the spectrum, no matter what industry they're in, starting with a baseline of where they're at, understanding how the capacity of where they can go. Right. He came in with a Rolodex. I'm not giving him a click funnels. Right. You get Google Drive, you get some spreadsheets, you get maybe one or two zaps from Zapier, a couple things automated, maybe a form. But I'm not going to give you the most complex systems because you're not going to be able to work them by yourselves. And I never want to set my clients up for failure until they can come back to me and ask me to do it again. Right. Understanding the baseline of where your clients are at, where they have the capacity to go and just finding that middle ground to get them there as quickly as possible. Understanding the baseline of where your clients are, knowing where they have the capacity to go and then taking it from. Man, I, I love that. And I think that that's so Ah, I love that. Wow. I think that's so important because a lot of times, you know, and I'm not even going to attribute this to one industry specifically. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just speak generally because I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. But no, we find that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we find that people have, you know, 
different niches, experiences, background, mm-hmm. everything like that. And sometimes they really just, like you said, they, they treated business as business. But uh, sometimes you really have to, and I'm not even going to say sometimes, I'm going to say more times than not, you really have to take a step back and realize that, you know, you're not going to treat said electrician the same as you would somebody who already is on Google Drive or who has more organization or who is good with the Excel or everything like that. You have to recognize that it's levels to this. Exactly like you said, that everybody is at a different stage, a different phase of their business. How can you be of assistance to them? But a lot of times, you know, I just look at different people who offer similar services or just services in general, and they just try to give everybody the clear cut thing. Whereas it's nothing wrong with, you know, allowing people to know what you do, what you offer, how you can help. Even that, even that last line you just used, you know, just that baseline and recognizing the capacity, you know, we're recognizing that, look, this is where you're at right now. But that's not to say that we're going to confine ourselves to this. The, you're limitless. But in order for you to truly embrace the limitlessness, if that's even a word, y'all, we, we have to kind of, you know, scale like this a little bit. And I see you shaking your head. All right. So we might have a word on it. But in order for you to, you know, you can't just go from here to just bang. It has to, you know, take a little, you know, little by little. And a lot of times some people are just trying to blow the balloon up, just get as much as you can. And it's almost like a deer in the headlights type. You have no, these people have no idea what's going on. You're the expert in this case, but you have to kind of, you know, dumb it down a little bit or give them the novice version or give them the beginner's version and really allow them to work their way up. So I think the the approach that you take and how personable you are, and even sometimes it's funny, like you say, yeah, somebody bought a Rolodex in front of me. That's very <laughs> interesting. But the fact that, you know, you have to work through this in order for them to get really where they are, because some people, this is their MO. This is how they operate. Maybe this even goes back to the conversation we had a little bit earlier. The way your grandparents grew up in the church, totally different from how, you know, we grew up in church. Now I look at even the evolution of Enon. Like Enon, when it first came, it, it's crazy. And then you look at Enon, man, they... They like T.D. Jakes. Like, they like uh, Joel Austin. Like, all the people, you know, they, it's just like, wow. But our grandparents look at something like that, and they like, I would have never in a in hundred years, never would have thought, you know, you got cameras over there. How y'all doing? You know, y'all got the, how they, wow, drones. And, you know, it's so much that, you know, has happened, has adjusted. So I think that adaptation is so important. And I feel like, you know, I think something that's even now that I'm hearing it and kind of letting it kind of play in my head, something that really is a skill set of yours is that you have so much experience in so many different industries. At the end of the day, yes, business is definitely business, but I'm pretty sure you've had to do some outside research or you've had to really sit down and even, you know, take a step back. People have taught you things the same way y'all have taught. It's been a process where y'all are working it, but you know, if you kind of just stayed Stick, stuck to your guns, well, it would cut you off from a lot of, you know, the world, or a lot of the people or a lot of the organizations who may really need your help and really need your assistance. So I love that. So a year in, shout out to you again for that. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank before we, before you, you get to the two year mark, because it, it'll happen before you know it. I'm almost at the three year mark. This is <laughs> uh, so before you get to your two year mark, what is something you want to knock off the, the bucket list for your business? I have so many things. I have a whole oh, get it off the wall. Oh, she got it on the wall. Yeah, if I can. Last time I took it down, I took the paint off the wall and I did it again. Okay. <laughs> I have my vision board. It's always within reach because I my dreams are always within reach. Um, and I have it right above the light because when I turn my light on, I'm powering up my vision. Um, I got a lot of little quirky things like that that I do, but it keeps me grounded and it keeps me focused. So I have a, there's nine things on my bucket list for the next year. I'm not going to go through all nine because that's a lot of them. But the three at the top are keep God at the center of everything we do. I'm a faith-based business and I don't want to lose sight of what I started for, for the dollar. And I feel like that is 
especially going into this space of I'm growing rapidly, I'm having clientele come in. It's very easy to lose sight of why you started for that for that cash because it's flowing, right? Um, so keeping myself grounded in that. I want to impact 50 lives and businesses for the better as paying clients. So I do a lot of free things, but I know that I have the capacity to serve at a higher level when I'm paid because I like and pay my worth, right? So serving at least 50 business owners in this next year and then consistently hitting 10K cash months, not 10K revenue, 10K profit. That's my goal. Those are my three top goals for the next year. Well, now I love that. And those, those three got me fired up. So I know <laughs> the six got to have some fire to them, but okay. Okay, so two year more. So we're gonna keep uh we're gonna be keeping tabs on you. We definitely um <laughs> even now too with my um I'm debuting my Where Are They Now series next month. Yeah. So we're just checking up back on each series a month. So by the time we get to yours, oh yeah, we we gonna have Ooh. some updates. We're gonna be two years and we're gonna be we're gonna do all of that. But you know, I think that that's so important. Like you said, one keeping things in reach so that you can see it. It's it's mm-hmm. right in front of you. I, I never really realized how important it was to just put an eye on things sometimes to just be able to visualize it man it'll it'll do numbers for you but then again too i like what you said that light you power <laughs> yeah i like you say you say quirky but i, I like that hey I, i'm not gonna lie i'll be i'll be stealing some um some gems and stuff from some of the interviews As you should. I, I probably know but i'm gonna I'm just tell y'all now yeah y'all y'all say some y'all say some fire on here so sometimes i gotta drop it in the notes or when i'm editing the episode i might write something down or something. <laughs> out there from y'all look uh, but I'm, I'm gonna just let y'all know that no everybody you know mo or how they how they operate or what works for them it's important but at the end of the day we see so many centralized themes we see so many similarities and things like that man it's it just goes to show you that you know when you're in this field when you're really making it happen day in and day out you're not really too far off because like you said some people kind of come to you and they think that they're just a one-of-one or they think that they're just so unique or that you know no this can't be broken down into a system or your consultation, even I'm not going to lie, like even when I kind of first started, I would kind of shy away from feedback and or not feedback, but I would kind of shy away from putting my business in front of people mm-hmm. who could help me, who could offer a consultation and things like that. Because I would just be like, well, if you're a consultant, a, a makeup brand or a hair brand mm-hmm. or a clothing brand or whatever have you. Well, how can you help me? I'm a totally different. But little do you know that that that's almost me being disrespectful to them, limiting their expertise. Like you said, when they came to you with the gastric bypass, that didn't stop you from taking on the strip club client just the same. <laughs> you know? But I, I think that that's so important because that's even a message I had to tell myself that, look, the help is there. Put yourself mm-hmm. in front of it. And even if you come to that particular person and they may not be able to help you, they'll find it. If they're truly about their craft and like you said, that you're doing things for free and you're really making things happen. They'll find a way to make something shake for you. So I love that. So for everybody out there, for everybody who, you know, knows knows about a lot of different businesses, knows about a lot of different people who offer consultations, who offer services, may even know some people who offer systems, because I feel like you're really the first person who I've talked to who really gets into the gets into this system thing, which I'm very mm-hmm. interested to learn more about. I definitely want to talk to you offline about that. For somebody kind of coming to you, wanting to know, what they'll get out of this experience if they come to you with their business can admit that, hey, my business needs help. We can definitely mm-hmm. be doing better. Um, we can definitely sit down, plan some things out, but I have goals, I have visions, and I, I want to really, I recognize my capability. I just want to get there. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you really, what is almost like your, I kind of call it like a shark tank pitch, but what do you tell people to ensure them that they know the experience with you is one of a kind? That's a loaded question. Um, so for me, it's, it's standing in who I am every single time they see me. So by the time somebody gets on the phone with me and they're ready to talk to me, you see me on live. 
You see me on TikTok. You see me on Pinterest. You see me on podcasts. You've already gotten a feel for what I do because I'm staying on this content like my life depends on it because it does, right? It's my livelihood. By the time you get to me, I need you to have an understanding of, (laughs) I was working with a graphic designer and he used the words, no nonsense. I'm not one of those people who's just going to say, okay, you give me $50,000 and I'll come back to you with a template in six weeks. I want to hear how you work. I want to understand why you make decisions so that when we're structuring your business, it is flowing based on how your brain functions, not how I think things should go, right? And understanding that there's always a way to optimize, but if it's out of alignment with who you are and how you run as a business, it's not going to work. There are so many people who are just giving cookie cutter strategies. They're giving you the templates that they use for whatever products or whatever services they do, not understanding the niche that you've been in. But for me, you know, I've worked with so many that I know the little things like, okay, you do um, salon services. Maybe you should try Vergaro over um, whatever you're booking with. Okay, you are an author. Maybe you should use Dubsado over HoneyBook because they have different kinds of means to do their trials okay, you are an electrician, maybe we should structure your website after a thumbtack because people are used to going on these websites and finding their needs and getting them met. So it's understanding that I'm not going to come to you with a cookie cutter approach, but I'm also not going to play about my time. So you have to show up and be just as about it as I am because I'm not going to just be sitting here, baby, and you coddling you. Now I'm going to treat you like a human being, but we're going to get down to this work and we're going to get down to this money because that's what we're about. So understanding that by the time you get to me, if you're not ready to move, we're not doing nothing together. And once you decide you're ready to move, it's only up from here. Whew. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's what I'm saying. You, man, I don't don't know how many people about to turn you away after that. (laughs) You didn't ask for no money right then and there. You got to sign me up. You know, like, man, you have to. I can't, I can't want this more than you. I can't take this more right. serious than you. And I'm not going to just throw stuff at you. I think that that's crucial. Mm-hmm. Anybody can just, you know, I could come up with a podcast course. I could right. literally give you step-by-step of the websites I use, equipment I use, everything like that. Mm-hmm. It just might not work for you though. What if you, what if you don't like talking in front of microphones or what if the, right. you know, what if you prefer in-ear headphones or what if, you know, you, you like backgrounds that are a little bit more, like not as plain. You like stuff, an aesthetic or things like that in the background. I have to, you said it best. I have to know how you work because that's going to, because once I know how you function, how you work, how you approach your business, oh, that's going to shape everything that I throw at you. I'm not going to throw two people the same thing if one of them is all about it, waking up, you know, making it happen late nights, early mornings. And the other one is just barely scraping by. He only checks in when you check on him. You kind of feel like you're forcing him to take it serious. No, y'all going to get, y'all still going to get to work. We still going to get down to business for sure. But I'm going to approach you a little bit more lackadaisical from my end and put the ball in your court if I know that you're not really showing because I can't want this more than you. Right. And the thing about me, I don't know how to match energy. My energy comes out how it comes out regardless. So if I'm coming and I'm excited, which I I come prepared, I come with spreadsheets, I come with my homework done and I show up five minutes early. If you're not coming with that energy, I'm not coming down to your level. I'm just leaving. And I think I, I've I've witnessed so many business owners, and I think you you sparked a thought in my head when you started talking about it. I've worked with so many clients, or or talked to so many other business owners who have worked with these people who are just creating courses and throwing them at them. And when I say like, I mean like 
big names, $50,000, $100,000 courses. And the beginning of the course is, here's how you set up an Instagram page. And it's like, homie, I found you on Instagram. Like, I already know how to do that. <laughs> so you you have to be so mindful. Like, it's so much clutter out here. It's so much madness. I never want to be a part of that madness. You, you on it. You, I can definitely tell, you know, you a, you a vet, you're not new to this, you're true to this. So, but I think that that's so important. That approach will, you know, it will speak miles for, for what you do, for the work ethic, for the craft. It'll get to the point where, like you said, people are not going to question the work. Oh, that's, that's Ange on that? Oh yeah, I'm, come on. I don't need, let's not get, you saw what she did with them last <laughs> Come on, man. She only been doing it for, man, sign it up, make it happen, you know, but it gets to a point like that where it's people like you who apply that pressure or like you said, you just give your energy and it intimidates people. But that also, you know, that could be in, in indicative of, you know, how serious or not so serious you were taking your business or really, or what are you in this for? Because you, a consultation can quickly determine your mm-hmm. true drama reason for something very quickly. I've, I've learned that, you know, they can ask two or three questions and you just like, well, you know, I, I really don't know. That's really a good question. I really just thought, you know, this was kind of like a, a one hit type thing. I saw my boy doing that. I, I said, you know what? We can, I can make this happen. Your boy is in it for a totally different reason. Ange is in it for a totally different reason. Tamara is in it for a totally different reason. Why are you in it? You know? So I think that that's just, that should always just be the centralized thing behind. Yes, you can definitely have your motivations. You can definitely have your inspirations, goals, visions, all of that. Your why is, that's unique to you every single time and no matter what facet of life you're in. So I, I, I love what you have going on, man. I'm, I'm very excited for people not only to tap into this, but I'm excited to tap in with you offline. I feel like we didn't tap in so much now and this is really how we really got to sit down. <laughs> but you know, the content has just been that much informative. It's been good. It's been consistent. You really make it happen. So I definitely think that, like you said, we were long overdue for this. So yeah. I'm excited that we got to sit down and chop it up today. So before I um, allow you to pretty much tell everybody where they can find you, where they can tap in with you, all your services and everything like that. Do you feel like there's anything we haven't touched on today? Any last words that you may even want to leave for other business owners, entrepreneurs, nonprofit owners out there or anything of the sort? Yes. Which one am I going to use? Because, you know, I can ramble. I can go on one for hours, but I'm going to, the last words, I guess, that I'll leave with or the last thought, and I wanted to touch on this earlier because you brought it up when you were talking about you know, seeing people doing the work and not wanting to necessarily put your business in front of others, right? We as Black people, we as people who are dedicated to helping others try to put so much on our backs. We try to be the strong friend. We try to do it all. We don't want to burden nobody. And it doesn't have to be that way, right? I think along my journey, the biggest lesson that I've learned is that my worth doesn't come from doing it all. The worth is inherent in the work that I'm doing. And if you know that the work, the worth is already there, you don't have to prove yourself to anybody. You don't have to go above and beyond just to say that you did. You go above and beyond because you know that impact is greater, right? And understanding that as business owners, as CEOs, as people who are side hustling, as whatever you're doing, you don't have to put it all on your back by yourself. Asking for help is not an issue. You are not a burden. Because people like me, I'm here because I enjoy helping other people. I enjoy coming into somebody's chaos and madness because a lot of the times that's what it is. And hearing that sigh of relief, like, I don't have to be like this anymore. Like for me, that gives me so much joy, seeing how people can change their lives, seeing how people 
can break down these constructs of making money has to be hard, can break down these constructs of if I want to make it, I got to hustle and I got to grind 24-7. You don't. You think Jeff Bezos is, is hustling and grinding 24-7? He is on somebody's yacht. He's taking trips to space. You know what I mean? So understanding that we don't have to do that. There are so many examples and so many um, opportunities for us to see it a different way and for us to live it a different way. So don't feel like you're a burden. Don't put it all on your back. Use your resources and you'll go so much farther, so much faster. <laughs> she hasn't said much I disagree with. So I don't think anything that's kind of been, you know, from Ange today, I, I can't object. I can't argue. I can't, you know, I don't even want to, you know, she, but she's really, you know, given what I feel like a lot of past interviewees, what I've given, what we all, you know, everybody reaches to that choir has been trying to give. It's just a matter of us, you know, embracing it, applying it, but keeping it, staying consistent. Because it's one thing, you know, we, we we have our spurts, especially as African-Americans, you know, where we just get in grind mode or just get locked in or just get tunnel vision or why we get motivated or different things like that. And then we slowly but surely just get a little stagnant or maybe get a little comfortable mm-hmm. or yield some results. Stop. Nah, the results, the all of that, the success, that should, if anything, that lights a fire. When I hit 100 episodes, all right, I got to get another one off. When I right. had 10,000 plays, all right, I need 10,000 more. Now I got to do it. When I when I see people getting giveaways, all right, come on, I want to, let's let, it should constantly, you know, because the minute you start to just get comfortable or the minute, you know, you get where you are, you're happy. It's okay with being happy. Celebrate yourself. Give yourself grace. I'm not saying any of that, but I'm saying, remember that feeling. And if you want that to keep continuing, you got to keep up in the end, keep up in the score, mm-hmm. keep making it happen. So I think Angela can be a great resource for that. And if, if she can't directly be a resource, I'm pretty sure that throughout her host of expertise, throughout her host of connections, throughout her network, she'll be able to point you in the right direction. So I don't say this lightly, but tap in, y'all. There have been so many gems dropped today. She taught me a lot that I know even when I'm going back to edit this, I'm going to be like, dang, <laughs> it is. I got to, you know, I got to get that and have to happen. So I want everybody listening to this. I want everybody who taps in and tunes in to definitely get some value from this. And if you can't plug yourself in, plug a friend, in, plug a family member, in, plug somebody in, you know, who can make this happen because we all we got. I, I, I say that so strongly, but I mean it, man. We, we really are all we got. And the minute we get out our way, Man, we all we got, crazy. but we all we need. We all we, and that's what I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. We, it's here, it's here. I'm telling you, <laughs> so Ange, no, truly, I thank you. I thank you once for just being so consistent, for being you, for tapping in with me, for reaching out, for putting that pressure on me, for mm-hmm. us making this happen. But I, but I thank you for everything that you're not only going to continue to do with local businesses and everything, but I know this is going to be such a, a grander scale at some point. I'm excited for your year two goals to get knocked out of the park. And I'm excited to see what the other six are as you continue to make it happen. So thank you. Thank you for opening yourself as a resource to my network, to my people for joining my platform. So before we officially close out, can you just tell everybody one, where we can tap in on you, best place to reach you on social media, website, everything like that. Cause I want the folks to, I want the folks to get right with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for having me. Thank you for, listen, applying pressure. You was applying pressure too, because I said I have to be like, that is one of the things I have to check off my list. I had to be here. You, your episodes have given me so many gems. Like it was certain things that I was thinking about that I wanted to say that we didn't even get to, but we have a lot of your episodes have given me just so much, so much information and so much, like you said, pressure to keep going and so much energy to to move my feet and to do what I got to do. So thank you for your platform. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are looking to tap in, I'm going to spell a lot of stuff for y'all now. So you got to keep up, get your pen and paper ready. So we are Ampere Business Solutions. Ampere is A-M-P-E-R-E. 
Impact Business Solutions on Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. And on TikTok, you can find me at Expert Anjanae, A-N-J-A-N-E-E. A-N-J-A-N-E-E. I've been spelling that name my whole life, y'all. Um, you can also check us out at AmpereBusinessSolutions.com. I am on the brink of a relaunch, so I'm so, so, so excited for y'all to see some of the new and improved content that we have coming for you. Only, only bigger and better things from this point forward. All right. Y'all heard it. I'm going to make sure I spell everything out because I got it. Um, But no, Ange, thank you so much. I I appreciate you being a resource. I appreciate you for tapping in with me and even getting knowledge and gems from everybody who's come before you. And even I know those who will come after you will definitely tap in with them, too. But like I said, I don't say this lightly to anybody listening, to anybody who caught a glimpse, a snippet, any part of this episode. Tap in, man. Definitely. I definitely do think that she's here to help. She's here to point you in the right direction. She's here to even, you know, take what you're doing, not to say you're doing anything wrong and just amplify it and just say, hey, well, let's cut that corner. Let's make this happen. You know, all to take it to another level. So to everybody out there, man, who continuously shows us love, who continuously makes this happen, I appreciate y'all so much more coming, man. Halfway through the year is crazy. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Keep working. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.